Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have Ryan Barone with me here today with RentReady.com. And I'll make sure to have that link directly in the show notes. Ryan, I really appreciate your time. And for full disclosure, Ryan and RentReady has advertised on the podcast in the past. And because of that, I always check things out prior. So I was using the application and it's great. So I have stuck with it for jeepers i bet you i've been on that for i got to be closing in on a couple of years now year and a half moving from apartments.com slash cozy which was frankly becoming a bit of a nightmare ryan i appreciate the app that you've developed i appreciate you having me on excited that you've been using it for so long now i try to find efficiencies everywhere i can and i want to push as much of that off wherever I can, including on the technology size and managing the rental properties. When it comes to ease of use, I just, frankly, I don't know. And I'm not just blowing smoke. And I don't know if you really have a rival right now. I appreciate that. Honestly, a lot of credit to the people on the platform, a lot of the independent landlords and tenants that have been on the platform because our approach for building it since day one has pretty much been give us the the problems you face, the ideas you think could fix them, and we'll go try to build it and make it work for everybody. I'm really happy to hear you say that. I actually have to start things off. You're a fellow young guy. This would have been a project you would have started when you were still in college, if not coming out. Yeah. What caused you to typically a rental management platform would, wouldn't be on a college kid's radar? It it wasn't, honestly. It wasn't on my radar. What was on my radar was honestly just being excited to get my first internship. I was going to school here in New York City, and I was excited to move into my first apartment, move out of dorms, get my first apartment. And I realized I was definitely not ready to rent that apartment. I, there were a lot of documents I needed to get together to apply. And so initially, I was just developing an app for myself and friends to apply to units more easily. And what I quickly realized was that the independent landlords that I just so happened to be interacting with came to me and said, hey, our side is just as bad, if not worse. Can you make our side better so that it's easier for us, not just for you? And so at that point was where it, it pivoted to being both sides and really honestly to the landlord first, and then they make a, a better experience for their own tenant as a result of adopting Rent Ready. And beyond that, over the past six or seven years now, it's been this constant discussion. Pretty much everything on the platform today comes from at least one landlord story, if not multiple stories around a problem they were having and a solution we could implement such that we became not just for applying to apartments, but actually syndicating that out to different places and pre-qualifying tenants and signing your lease and collecting all of your rent on the platform and how you streamline and manage all that. So basically we ended up becoming this this end-to-end -end management platform, but really it's, it started with just how can I solve my own problems so that it's easier for me to rent? And then how can I solve the problems of the people that I knew personally because I was meeting these independent landlords and saying, how can it be better for both of us, everybody involved? Now that you've been doing this, how long has the platform been up? About 2019? About six or seven years now. Yeah. Six or seven years now? 
So with all of that, have you started doing any investing yourself? I have been totally focused on the management side of things. So I've been totally focused on building the platform, helping other landlords at this point. That's completely understandable. I can imagine that the way, as as quickly as you're trying to reiterate this platform, it's probably consuming a lot of time. How big is your team now? So we're about 30 on the team today. Okay. And you manage how many units on your platform? So we have over 150,000 units, over $12 billion in assets under management on the platform today. Did you find any kind of turning point that anything that happened within the industry that you saw an influx of users? Yeah, I think there are, there's definitely been multiple points where we've seen influx of users. Uh, one, honestly, actually was during COVID even. At the very beginning, it was the opposite. Um, but then after maybe that first month or so, one thing we started seeing was that a lot of independent investors who previously had managed everything on pen and paper and spreadsheets started saying, hey, I don't want to collect a check or come to your house and get cash in the middle of COVID. I've been thinking about maybe adopting some sort of digital payments platform to make it easier for me to collect rent. And so we did see a lot of people start to really take that leap and say, I'm going to streamline it for both ends. And it ended up making it a lot easier for them because instead of driving someone's house to get cash or having them mail a check, they were instantly having that update in terms of a tracking perspective when a tenant pays and being able to just have that be automated in terms of late fees and payments and all of that. That's been a big part of it. And even honestly, out of that has come features we had during COVID on that same payment side of things, uh, landlords and tenants say, hey, uh, could you encourage my tenants to pay on time or on the flip side of that tenant saying, can you make it easier or, or give me some sort of benefit for paying on time? And during that same time period, based on that feedback we got, we actually built the ability to report tenants on time payments to credit bureaus so that they build the credit by paying rent on time. So I think some of those, that was definitely a big influx period for us. And, and even from that, it's helped develop the product further and add more things to, to help both parties. It's curious as regarding the whole entrepreneur mindset, you came right out of college like this. Was this natural? Are you typically surrounded by entrepreneurs in your family or in your life that made you feel like you, you could go for it? Yeah, I am. I, 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 have a very strong belief that having a support system that tells you go for it is really important. I definitely had that. I originally, when I graduated college, I was working on rent ready on the side, not too different than a lot of the independent investors on our platform that have a nine to five and their properties are their moonlight gig. It's what they're doing to put a kid through college or make a little extra money. For me, it was, I was working full-time at PwC. I was working on rent ready at, at night basically. And when I told my parents, Hey, I think I'm, you know, going to leave and I'm going to try to do this full time and turn this into really something that can help a lot of people. Not only were they excited for me and they told me that cheers to all of it that night, but also my dad joined me in it. And he and I have been actually building rent ready for the past six years together. It's been really exciting to do together, but I, it certainly means a lot. It's a, it means a lot for someone to say, we support you. We think you should go for it. It has meant even more to say, not only that, but also I want to do it with you. We do it together. So it's been great. As a business owner, there's always something that keeps you up at night. What has been the biggest stumbling block getting this platform moving so far? That's a good question. I think in the very early days, it was trying to figure out what's the right way to do it. There's so many different ways to manage a property. And especially I wanted something that could help anybody, no matter what size they are or what state they're in. We have landlords 
managing across all 50 states at this point. Some are in rural areas, some are in metropolitan areas. I really wanted something that was flexible enough to serve any size or any area so that someone didn't have to feel like, oh, because I'm not in the right area, because I'm not the right size, I can't use this. So I, I think in the very early days, it was trying to figure out how do we get the perfect thing. What I came to realize was getting the perfect thing is not the right way to go about it, but getting feedback on what the best way that the crowd, the wisdom of the crowd believes is to implement that and try to implement it and see how it works has been really successful for us in terms of taking that feedback, building something, measuring, learning from it and, and iterating on that. I think that was probably one of the early stumbling blocks. But honestly, now it's become a core process for how we build anything in terms of anything we're trying to improve or add to the platform, how we should do it, uh, how we should avoid it, and just using that customer feedback and that iteration to make it better and better every day. One of the things that I think is interesting about your platform is that there's a lot of integrations with third parties. Where do you draw the line as to where a third party needs to be incorporated or when you add it as part of your functionality? And did you take a moment and define your core feature set and then that's what you're sticking to? Or how did that look? Yeah, that's a great question. So the approach that we've taken in it is, has been hearing the, the feedback that we get from our own customer. That's really where it starts, even for those partnerships. Uh, if I take our maintenance coordination, for example, a company Lathil that we partnered with there, that came actually similarly out of during COVID times. We had some uh, independent investors, some landlords coming to us saying, I don't want to do my maintenance myself, but I also don't have a teammate that I want to add into the platform because you can add teammates if you already have somebody. Could you basically help me with, if a maintenance request comes through, you handle finding the right person and coordinating that for me. And the process for us initially was, does anybody out there do this? and Do they do it well? I mean, that's really our first step with a lot of these partnerships. Is there someone out there that does it already? And does a good job of it. And if there is, then great, let's partner with them and, and integrate them, which was the answer in the case of Latchel. In other cases, if we talk to people and find that there isn't necessarily something out there that serves that need, we'll build it in-house. If it's something that we feel can really help independent landlords manage their property or tenants be more happy living in that property of that independent landlord. And so essentially, if it falls under that category, it's something we consider whether we build or partner really just depends on if we can find someone out there that is doing it really well. And if they are, then awesome. Let's partner with them, add them into the platform. And a lot of, in a lot of cases, we can make it more seamless for them too, because um, even for example, with Latchel, we were able to streamline all of the onboardings from your perspective, enabling it, you're just turning this thing on and we handle creating all your properties and sending all your tenants over and syncing all of that information and everything like that. So that's been an approach for us is trying to say, can we simplify it even if we do partner with somebody? If you don't mind me asking what mechanism is in place for you to take those, this feedback from your landlords and your users so that yeah. you, and, and how do you measure prioritization? Yeah, I don't mind it at all. We've had live chat on the platform since day one, myself and Ed Parcher, <laughs> we're doing it for the first two or three years ourselves. So you wrote into the chat, you were talking to us directly. And our feedback loop initially was you wrote into us a chat and basically he and I were talking. I was developing the platform for the first couple of years and then we were building into the platform. We've grown a lot since then to a team of over 30, but that same idea still stands. So 
You might not be interacting directly with us in live chat, but you have somebody in live chat on the rent ready team that understands either managing properties or renting in those properties. And they can basically provide that feedback to our team, either to one of our product managers or our development team to basically say, this is what I'm hearing. And as we collect more and more of that, we start to understand, okay, the way that Jack would do this in his property in maybe Massachusetts versus the way that Ryan would do this in a property in Texas, how can we make this work for both of them? What does this look like? And in in some cases, we may even actually reach back out to those individual landlords if they're open to it and say, hey, this is basically what we've designed. This is what we're thinking of doing. Um, Would this work for you? Would you change anything in this? Would this be helpful? And basically, that's then how we then go to develop it, release it and share it out. And we keep that tagged too. We could pull up in in the system over time. And I know there's a lot of landlords on the platform that have been with us for quite a few years now that probably could tell you from their side, I was one of them that suggested that or that it be this certain way. I think it's an exciting thing that it feels like we're building it all together. Has there been any requests that you've received that have surprised you? That's a good question. There's definitely been requests I didn't anticipate, right? One was, for example, in Texas. We had a landlord in Texas that called up on a Friday night and said, hey, unfortunately, I'm going through an eviction proceeding. And in my particular area, if they pay $1, it resets the eviction clock. So can you allow me to block partial payments by tenant? And this was a little bit earlier on. And so basically, uh, we did not anticipate you needing to either block partial or entirely block payments for just one tenant on the platform, because maybe you want to get a certified check for them if you're going into a, a legal proceeding. And so we did build that uh, pretty much overnight for that landlord so that they could have it. We released it to everybody. So everyone has as part of the platform still today. But that was definitely one where we didn't necessarily anticipate needing something, but that feedback led to knowing what we needed to do, how we needed to do it um, in terms of answering the question, should you allow this on a ten- tenant basis or a unit basis or property? And so honestly, that type of feedback really does. It makes it that you don't have to necessarily know every answer yourself. You just have to be willing to listen to the people that that have problems and have a solution for it and then implement what they share with you. Just to remind everybody, we're talking to Ryan Barone with rentready.com. Click that link in the show notes to head over there. And if you like what you hear so far, why don't you do us a quick favor and share it with one of your investor friends? So Ryan, I'm curious regarding your the entrepreneurship aspect of this. Since you've been in this now for six, seven years, you probably have learned a ton of lessons. And even though we might not be in the similar type of business, you're doing a SaaS product versus us doing rental properties and what have you, I'm sure that there's some cross-pollination with some of the lessons you've learned on how to be an entrepreneur. Is there any lessons that you can share? Definitely. One of them that's one of my favorites is honestly just to get started. I think this, I've seen this both from the, entrepreneurship perspective with a software business. And I've also seen it even with independent investors we work with. It gets really easy to get stuck in that analysis paralysis stage of how do I find the perfect thing, analyze the perfect thing, build the perfect thing, whatever it is that you're trying to do. It gets really easy to get stuck in that stage or feel like you have to have the perfect plan. In most cases, you need a plan, but you don't need the perfect plan. Um, You need a good enough plan to get started and to be able to be flexible enough to change as you get more feedback from whoever your customer is or whoever um, the person buying your product or service or renting your unit might be. But in a lot of cases, being able to have a a good enough plan, open ears and and just start working on it can honestly get you a lot further, a lot faster than necessarily waiting for that 
that perfect plan or perfect deal or whatever it might be. I can't stress that enough, especially when it comes to investing. There is a level, it seems if we could somehow measure it, there's a much higher percentage of people stuck in analysis paralysis than any other industry that I've run into. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think more people don't reach their goal because they don't start than people that started and then didn't have enough, a good enough plan to reach their goal. So I, I really do think getting out of that stage as quickly as you can is, is better. You can always learn along the way. And certainly I hope continue to. With as many investors using your platform as you have, I'm sure, do you have any insights? Have you been able to collect reports or, or industry information that you could maybe share that kind of studs out regarding trends or anything like that? We actually do. So there's the uh, company Shandon Economics, which is a, a real estate economic research firm that we partnered with. And basically we release a, a once a month report on uh, overall rent collection across the U.S. to give an idea of what that looks like for the independent landlord segment. Um, and it's been really helpful. Um, we've had uh, landlords that have told us it's been helpful for them to understand like how things are going in their particular or an area that they want to invest in. We've also even seen some interest on the policy level. It's one of those things where there's not a, a ton of policy that's made, unfortunately, for this independent investor market or independent landlord market. And part of that is because everyone on pensions don't miss happening. And so it's hard to make regulation around that. We've seen some interest even in that report just from the aspect of understanding how, for example, COVID impacted independent landlords, as opposed to maybe massive property management companies or more mid-level property management companies. And it's one of those that I, I hope we'll be able to do more of in the future. I really hope it'll help both the investors on the platform or those getting started on the platform, as well as just overarching group across the U.S. with more macro perspective of those reports. Going back to the third-party integrations that we were chatting about, are there any upcoming integrations or improvements that you have planned that you could share with us? There are definitely some big, big updates coming. I think probably the most recent one that came out was that we did a big partnership with Bigger Pockets, and basically that now anybody that is already a pro member on there becomes one on there could basically just link over into Rent Ready, including. So that was a huge one for us. Bigger Pockets has honestly been one that we've talked to for a long time. We've known the team over there for years, but to actually get that uh, level of kind of endorsement in terms of them supporting us and vice versa, partnering with them, I think has been a, a big integration on the platform. It's definitely excited a lot of people in terms of being able to connect those two. Yeah, maybe I'm missing some of the integration features as well. So I'd, I'd be curious, do you have some like Zapier or any... Asana, any of those type of integrations currently or planned? We don't currently do a Zapier one on the more Asana task management side. We do have tasks built into the platform. So landlords can add any tasks that they have for themselves or teammates and share with those, but not yet. Maybe it's one that should be on the list though. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I had to put you on the spot for a second. So you know, with we chatted a little bit about all of these aspects regarding the integration and the third parties and everything else. But one of the things that I have noticed with my tenants is having that app on their phone has been a big change. Like a lot of the other platforms don't just have a standard phone app that, right. especially in my, I have properties in the rural communities. This has been a, actually a pretty big 
selling point for most. Have, have, when it comes to landlords versus tenants, have you seen like a pretty big swing, especially when it comes to adoption? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are are similar to yourselves in terms of liking the, that mobile app. And, and it's funny, that was where I initially, when I was developing it for myself, I started with just a mobile app for myself and friends. And so it was looking at it even from the perspective of what would I want to use? What would be easiest for me to interact with things I need to do with the landlord? So I, I think you're you're definitely not alone there. There's quite a few uh, on the platform that I've expressed. That's a, a huge benefit for them in terms of the easier it is for a tenant to pay rent on the platform or sign their lease or submit the application to just get through the pipeline to being able to rent this unit and be a good tenant for you, the better. So um, that uh, the ease of use is definitely a piece of importance for us. But I think you're definitely right. The, the mobile app, especially in certain communities, especially today, you may be more likely to have a smartphone than you do a home computer at this point. Mm-hmm. So being able to just meet people where wherever they are, if they have only a smartphone, no problem. You can still do everything you need to do there. You don't necessarily have to go get a hold of a computer in order to pay your rent or do whatever else you're, you're, you need to do for that unit. Is there a feature in your platform that, that people might be surprised that is included? I think one that I, I haven't mentioned and that they might be surprised about is honestly on the accounting side of things. So that was another integration, another partnership that we did. It's been really, really successful in terms of people being excited about having it, using it, continuing to to use it. Basically, we partnered with a, a company, REI Hub, that does a landlord accounting. Basically, we sync all of your, we, we were already collecting all of your revenue data for the rent that you collect. So being able to sync all of that, all of your properties, everything over to there and be able to actually connect the two platforms so you can come into Rent Ready and from Rent Ready access any of the, the things you need on the accounting side of things. It's been a huge help for a lot of landlords because they can, get P&L by property, for example, right out of the box from enabling this rather than if you were doing it in, even in QuickBooks, you typically are setting up like sub jobs to basically be able to get that P&L by property or by unit. So I think that's maybe one that I, I don't necessarily talk as often about right off the bat, but I think it's one that a lot of people get very excited about once they try it out. I, I can imagine that being the case when it comes to any kind of accounting and taxes and, and anything for that matter. Any path of least resistance is welcomed. I just want to remind everybody one last time, rentready.com. We've only scratched the tip of the iceberg regarding the functionality in Ryan's uh, application there. So again, it's rentready.com. So you can get a detailed list of what this is available. And I think with, I, I even have a uh, affiliate link that I, I probably include so uh, to take advantage of whatever promotion that is being run at the moment. But with that, Ryan, I warned you the, the rapid fire questions were coming. Are you ready for them? I'm ready for them. Let's do it. So, I'm, I'm going to open this a little broader for you because not being directly involved in rental properties, I'd be curious if there is a business or real estate myth you'd like to bust here today. Yeah, I, I think I would choose a, a real estate and technology one, <laughs> the crossover, okay. which would be honestly that you have to be a certain size or in a certain place to be able to have technology make it easier to either manage or rent a property. Yeah. I think with technology, there's this feeling that once you get to X amount of units or X amount of doors or whatever it might be, then you can use this thing that will help you. And even in, in our particular case, but certainly in others, in the space, there's a lot of technology out there that can help you. And if you have one single family unit, 
regardless of where you are in the country that you want to manage and make easier for yourself. I can't agree more. In fact, it's surprising that especially investors such as the people that I work with, the amount of time that they will spend evaluating a property and, and assessing the return on investment, but then they don't take a moment and just think about that return that can be garnered through a software or whatever. Every Everything can be justified through an ROI. Just mm-hmm. take a second. Do you have a book recommendation or what are you reading right now? I do have a book recommendation. Mine would be zero to one. It's one of my favorites. I go back to it all the time. I think it's a great book. I'll have to check that one out. I think I actually have it in my Audible library. I just haven't uh, queued it up yet. I love it. So every time somebody's on my show, I add another book to my Audible library. And I, I don't know if, at this point if I have enough time left in my life to listen to all of them. You need the, the double speeds. <laughs> it's the only way to get through it all. So have you ever heard of that Blinkist? I think there's apps now that will summarize the books for you. I have. I've heard of it. It seems interesting. I haven't tried it myself yet, though. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but I can understand why people would use it. What is your biggest business mistake you've made and what did you learn from it? I think that one would probably be going back to the just start. I think the biggest mistake I made was trying to build something that was perfect before I let anybody use it. And what I really found was that once I let people start to use it, I got back far more feedback, ideas than I possibly could have gotten without it. And I think the same thing applies to almost any business, that the more that you can garner any sort of feedback or put something out there and start to get some response on the better. So I think that's been one of the big ones for me is just in terms of starting and collecting that feedback and iterating on it. If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? I think it would be implementing that we this method of build, measure, learn, which actually comes from zero to one is one that's been really successful. Using that from the beginning would be, I think, really helpful. And I think it applies to anything you do, even outside of business, just in life. But in terms of learning from something, putting it into action in any sort of way, measuring the impact of that, did it work, did it not work, why, learn from that again and, and repeat that process. It can be really successful in terms of ultimately getting to wherever you want to go, whether it's manage a software business or properties or play guitar or anything. You have 60 seconds and you're going to give everybody one piece of advice they can implement today to make an impact on their business. What would it be? Uh, I, I think the, the biggest one would be would actually be that build, measure, learn. It seems so simple, but if you, but even before you, as you are building, think about how am I going to measure this? What does success look like for me? If I'm fast forwarding six months or a year from now, how will I look back and say, I did it, smile, be happy, whatever it is to help me get to that point, defining that measurement then implementing something and starting to see, am I making progress towards that goal or do I believe that's right? Is there anything I can learn from what I've done so far? And then iterating on that as I go. I I think it can really apply to truly anything you do. And I think it it certainly helped me a lot. Definitely stealing from zero to one in in that respect, but I really do think it helps no matter what you're trying to accomplish. That's the whole point of this show is one of our taglines is you can either Put in the 10,000 hours and become an, become an expert or learn from somebody who's already made that investment. And that's exactly what you're doing in that situation. So Ryan, this has been a great conversation, but is there a question or concept you wish we would have covered here today? The only one that I will ask is your landlord using Rent Ready yourself. What would be your suggestion 
before the I we've talked a lot about things we build into the platform over time based on the feedback of independent investors on the platform and things they have. What would be your what would be your top ask or your top suggestion of something you don't have today, but you'd love to see in the future? You put me on the spot, but I go back <laughs> earlier. I think one of my questions actually foreshadowed one of the things I would ask is the like the Zapier integration of, of some kind so yeah. that I can, but you're talking to, a, I, I don't know if I can classify myself as a traditional landlord in, in the fact that I'm a bit of a nerd. So that type of stuff doesn't scare me off like it might for others. I, I don't see that as a low bar of entry Definitely. for me to do some of that, that type of thing. The other thing, anything else would be uh, something I, I probably would share with you outside of the recording. I like it. So I really appreciate your time, Ryan. Again, it is rentready.com. That is ready with an I. Uh, I'll make sure to have that as a clickable link in the show notes, but thanks for your time, Ryan. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.